You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we are joined by MLS Cup champion, MLS Cup final goal scorer, Derek Etienne Jr. Can you believe it? That's right, Patterson's own. Plus, we talked to Meg Linehan about everything that's happened in women's soccer, what's going on with the league, what's going on with the national team, that and more today on The Cooligans! Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris. And Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, the Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Come on! Let's go! We gotta the get champ the champ is here! The ch- <laughs> Come on! What? Uh, what I'm so absolutely stoked for uh, tonight's uh, show. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's amazing. Hello. How come this sounds so uh, let's get the introductions out of the way for us. We don't. We don't matter. It's not about We, we us ain't today. that important right now. We ain't <laughs> got. We ain't covered now. in confetti. Okay. But there okay. is a little I mean, bit of know, distortion. Like, uh, we didn't go to the bathroom and wipe and be like, "How did it get there?" <laughs> Maybe we're using too much confetti. Uh, my voice sounds. <laughs> it's a fair like there's question. There's a lot of Look, static behind us. Confetti reform for uh, MLS Cup <laughs> celebrations. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right, we are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show there is on the uh, in the galaxy. Okay, and it also happens to be the gulliest, especially today. Very right? much so, uh, because today uh, we are joined by MLS Cup champion uh mls cup final goal scorer uh, right bring an M- mls cup to silk city okay <laughs> <laughs> uh alexis please introduce uh you know new jersey's I mean, own patterson's finest come on not since laurel and hardy has patterson shine this bright not since Trap Queen was released, and people Google where Fetty Wap was from, and they found out it's not Atlanta. It's Patterson, New Jersey. Not since they slipped you a little bit of extra arroz con pollo at Tropical Delight has, has Patterson been this excited. Ladies and gentlemen, the factories are back. The, the waterfall is flowing like it used to. All. All the way from Championship Soccer City right now, Columbus, Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, pull aside. Put the car in park. Put the e-brake on. Raise the window so you don't get carjacked because we got Patterson's own. Put your hands together for one and only Derek Etienne Jr., everybody. Oh, man. You guys are you guys are too much. <laughs> you're, like, you're dealing with the the the, pr- the pressure of an L- MLS Cup oh. final, and it's like, yo, the Cooligans they got to tone it down a little bit. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> Bru- <laughs> no, I just won. I just won a championship, and y'all doing too much. Uh, let's. I first question we got to ask, right? What 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 did it feel like when you scored and you hit him with that with that? That freezing ice cold. How, how many names were running through your head? Hoping, I hope you're watching right now, fam. So many, so many. I thought, yeah, nah. But honestly, like I wasn't. I was supposed to go back with uh, Bubatar Keita, and we were supposed to to dance. But that was way too far to jog to the other side of the field. And last time we did it, they didn't even get it on camera. So like, I had to really like think. And then I was like, yo, it's 
it's cold. That's how cold. So, all right. <laughs> that's, that's Derek Ice Cold Etienne. That was what I was. Uh, Freezing him out. Dude, I mean, this is, uh, look. And and we we will get to you know we'll talk about the context of everything that happened with with the Columbus Crew throughout the playoffs throughout just the the team in itself where a couple you know a couple years ago they they didn't think they would even be around but the fact that uh, let's talk about you know your story I mean see, the last time you were on the show we didn't know what team you were gonna go to it's November like, 2019 yeah we were just mm-hmm. like all right look D- Derek Derek is dope he's a you know we're, we're fans of him let's talk to him let's see what's going on maybe you know maybe we could put a good you know he's on TV maybe we'd be like yo hire this dude he's like he knows what he's doing <laughs> um but the, but the fact that you uh you, you know what getting to Columbus and and adapting so well and and having Caleb Porter uh, uh have faith in you and trust in you uh what did that do for you and your confidence and 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 how you see you know the rest of your soccer career um i think it did a lot like like you said like i actually came when i got on the show i i got the call from red bull that i wasn't going wasn't going to be signing so i wasn't signed so i was just like all right and then you guys actually i think it was alexis who made a joke about oh Thierry Henry's in montreal you should go it was, it, I like almost started dying because like I was just talking to the, to Montreal, maybe going to Montreal. So like when you said that, I was like, <laughs> I don't try not to. Yeah. But yeah, but um, Caleb was really, was really excited to, to have me come in and um, he's really good friends with Jesse Marsh and I had a really good experience with Jesse Marsh and a good relationship. So uh, I felt like he could work and then seeing the players, of course, playing Columbus all the time and then them getting Darlington and getting Lucas. Uh, I think it was a, a perfect fit. And I just wanted to go in there and and, and prove that, you know, I can be a, a, a key player on this team. Uh, and thankfully, I was able to do that. When you look at the opportunity that you were afforded uh, starting an MLS Cup final, what Obviously, it's got to be an, an amazing moment, but that also comes on the heel of some positive test results. Did that did that positive test result of COVID test results for Nagby and Santos, if I'm not mistaken, did that rattle you guys? Because it seemed, and one of our producers even said, it seemed like you guys were playing like with the, hey, you know what? Who gives a shit, right? Like, let's just go out there, be calm, be calm, be confident, and play our game. What was that moment like for you guys when you found out that Nagby and Santos wouldn't be able to play? Um, it was tough at first because, uh, I mean, those are two big guys that you, you know, we look to on the field for inspiration, whether that's, you know, the calmness that Darlington brings or the individual magic that, uh, Pedro can bring. Um, but it was, you know, we, we kind of were kind of used to it because we had, um, some guys test positive, um, earlier in missed games. So, um, for me, I, I was just coming back in, into the team after, after testing positive. So, I, to hear to hear another player, I was just thinking about you know how that feels because I felt bad having to watch the team, you know, play play without me, and then you know felt um a little a little sad that I wasn't able to celebrate with them when when they won the Eastern Conference. So I can only imagine how how those two felt, you know, doing so much to get us here and not to be able to celebrate with us. You know, I I just felt for that, but I think we were a very confident group and we knew exactly what it was going to take to. To, um, to win the game, and uh, we heard it. Of course, we were upset, but at the end of the day, we were professionals, and we knew that we could get the job done. And and look, you know, we have to be we have to be honest. As soon as we heard the positive results, we're like, 
even us, we have to apologize to you right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. 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 Say it right now. Yeah, I, I can't saw believe. Some I, I saw some tweets. No, I, I can't believe. That's why when I saw the when I saw the email, I said, "Yeah, I'm getting on here, and me and Alexis is going to talk about that." Yeah, and I, I want to apologize to you for giving Christian the password to my Twitter account because that was <laughs> I'll never let that happen again. <laughs> we we are sorry. I mean, look, this is it. Look, it's it's when you hear the these names that are going to be missing the game it's just like your your brain logically you're just like okay well you know it, it's gonna uh, uh, hurt the columbus crew's confidence uh and 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 uh, the sounders are just gonna be dominant but it was just a complete opposite it was just they were you were on a, a whole uh, on, on another one it was just it, it was yeah. like you know what we have uh we have something to prove here uh, you know it, it's a it's a team of of uh, what 23 players on the roster or whatever like everybody's going to be involved and if we're missing some pieces we, we every somebody has to step up and i'm not going to apologize because i believed in you the whole time christian was the one who sent that tweet okay i will admit it fine all right i picked seattle and the reason i picked seattle was just oh it seemed God. like they were just this is their moment they're they're like the postseason sort of team where it's like doesn't even matter what they do in the in the regular season they show up for the postseason what did y'all do differently because y'all didn't even let them play. <laughs> they were bodying yeah. everybody. What did you do different? No, they got Jonathan Mensa. That, 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 yeah. that helps. That's what it is. <laughs> He's allowed to mush anybody real. he wants, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I just, uh, yeah, like you said, there we knew we know when it comes to playoffs, they're a completely different team. So we uh, we wanted to try to you know uh, stamp stamp the game early, try to put our control on it. We didn't want to. Um, we understand how good they are in transition, especially with you know one of the best tens in the league, uh, Nicholas Adaro, and then with uh, Jordan Morris on their break, and then Roy Diaz. Those guys, Jovan Jones, they they're very good players. So we felt that um, if we got into a track meet, you know, and let the game continue to be open, uh, it would go in their favor. Um, but uh, we knew that you know once we, if we put a lot of pressure on them, uh, make them uncomfortable, and we're a very good team with controlling possession. As long as we keep the ball and do the little things that we felt that uh, we could do to break them down, which was, you know, get the ball and switch the point of attack quickly, uh, especially with the speed that me and Diaz have. We can catch the outside backs, you know, high up the field that we can get a break, that we can get a goal. And um, I think that, you know, it put us in such a good spot early on in the game. And then, of course, we have. You know, Lucas Dallarion playing how he's playing, uh, it makes things easy. Yeah, how about yeah. that? That how about that goal? We got a question from uh, a fan as well, from Ian. He just simply asked, "How that goal feel?" I mean, uh, that that was just <laughs> look. When ever since you've been on the show and we've gotten to know you, uh, watching you at Columbus, I mean, when you got your first assist, I'm like, "Yo, let's go!" I mean, there's nothing. It makes me so happy. And but uh, getting a goal in the MLS Cup final that has to feel <laughs> a little bit different. What was that moment yeah. like for you? It was surreal. It was, it was just like, like I, I got like a flashback to, <laughs> of the whole, like the last year. Like of that. Alexis's like, tweet, you know? Yeah. Seattle's going to win. Yeah. Oh. I was like, all right, yeah. I should have had it. Just, Shut up, Alexis. That would have been epic. <laughs> but nah, it, it was just like, I, I always, you know, being a little kid, my dad always said big time players step up big time games. So I always, always got that extra, extra bite. And, you know, uh, I was able to score the supporter shield. I was able to support 
uh, scoring the open, um, sorry, USL Cup. So you know, just to get a MLS Cup in there, it's it's just feels amazing to get some some goals and some big games because you know it helps out the team ultimately. And are you and uh, Lucas Delarian gonna send personal apology letters to Alex Roldan? Because what y'all did to that poor man. <laughs> what y'all oh did to that poor God. man. I mean, everything had to come from that side. The poor dude. <laughs> what did y'all say to shake him up, man? <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, we can't say anything. Uh, just had, that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're the guy, sometimes you're not, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, had, we had another question from uh, a Columbus crew fam. And he, he simply said, what did your dad say about the goal? Your dad's obviously a, a player as well. I'm sure he had a lot of influence uh, on you. We talked about him a, a bunch when uh, you were on mm -hmm. the show in in studio. Uh, so what did he have to say? He was he was uh, super excited. So like when, we, when I was little, there was uh, we watched Fear Factor. And there was like when they had like the parents, the, it was like the mom and the son or the dad and the son. And they were doing it, uh, doing something and they got it. They got it done. And the dad looked at the kid. Who's the wild man now? <laughs> so when I when I came when I after the game I went up and I went to hug my mom I went to hug my dad and he was recording me hug my mom he put his phone away he's like who's the wild man now and it just it was just it was so funny but he actually joked on me because he was talking about in the warm up I was missing all my shots in the warm up so I was like yo like come on man like you got to step your game up and then he's like yeah but I'm glad you scored because if you'd have missed that you look like an idiot because you were missing all the ones in the game I was like yeah. Dude, he doesn't but let yeah, you get like, an inch, huh? Nah, not, not an inch. Nah, not an inch. But yeah, he was he was super excited. He didn't I think he cried, but he didn't cry in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't let him see that, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, nah, I'll never let him let me down. Yeah. Not. <laughs> Who's the wild man? Who's the crying man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna cry in the he gonna cry in the court. He's gonna cry in the court. <laughs> when you when you think about uh where uh you know, the first thing you do with a championship cup, right? Everyone's like, Oh, I wanna I wanna drink beer out of it or I wanna take it to my whatever, my mother's house. What what's the first thing you wanna do with this championship cup when everything opens up and you can get around and get out? Like where do you wanna take MLS Cup first? Where do you wanna take a photo with it? Um, I don't even know. I haven't even thought about front, that. Front like, Rebel Arena? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 I'm being this messy. This was not but... me. This was not me. I'm Red being me for no reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm, I'm going to take it to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I'll make sure security don't let you in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. I'll probably... I don't, honestly, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I haven't even thought about that. That, yeah, that's, I got a lot of time to think. So I probably should yeah, yeah. probably think about that. Yeah. I'd probably, probably take, take it to checkers. Russ Hut, you know? <laughs> I take it to checkers probably. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, In the drive through. Yeah. Free slushies on me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what day that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm interested in attending. Uh, <laughs> Uh, again, like I mentioned, we have uh, a bunch of questions from Gully Squad, our supporters group. Okay, it's not just the Nordic. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> although some of them are in here. You know, yeah, yeah we got a couple. Uh, so this question was from Val Paschal. She had asked. She said, "Did you get to uh, uh, have like a conference call or Zoom with uh, Pedro and Darlington uh, when you celebrated the win? What was the what was that experience like for them? How, you know, I, I know it's obviously bittersweet, um, but what was that? I, I know it probably meant a lot to to." be able to d deliver that uh, for for you for your teammates that couldn't be there yeah well when we were on the field we facetimed them 
So we were like, you know, they were, we were celebrating with them. They were, you know, still at home, uh, still at home celebrating. I know for sure it uh, it sucked for them, but I mean, we're talking about Darlington Nagby. Yeah, you've he, already won yeah, it twice, bro. Couple, like, yeah. come on, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. take this one off. Let's be real, yeah, yeah. Bro, like, come on, let someone else have a turn. Like, yeah. relax, but now, nah, but uh, now nah, they were they were they were ex- extremely happy. Of course, upset they couldn't celebrate with us, but I think um, being able to to see the the phone calls and stuff and things like that in the locker room was was great. It's um I, this this question comes from uh, Andrew Johnson. Uh, he asked a bunch like what's what what was the song that got y'all hyped? What's your favorite Jenny's flavor? What's your pizza spot in Columbus? But the one I'm most interested in is uh, the team is aware of a dozen or so fans who have vowed to get a tattoo of Josh Williams if he scores a banger. If you if they did that for you, and remember this is the, one of the Nordic guys. If they were to do that for you, if they were to get a, a, a tattoo of you for scoring a, a banger, what pose would you want? I mean, we have, we already yeah, have, nice we have this. this gotta go. I, think this, I think it has to be this. Yeah. I think that would have to be it. Well, we got to put some, we got to put a chain on you if you do this. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a buzz down Prezi or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Put the Prezi on there right there like this. That's right there. And even just to go a little bit further, the, I, I mean, you know, the Columbus Crew fans have definitely, you know, look, you haven't been able to really play in, in front of uh, the fans too often. Uh, or, and like a, a full stadium regularly, but the how have the, how have Columbus Crew fans embraced you? Um, uh, you know what kind of uh, messages are you getting? Uh, you know, ever, uh, helping you know get a, get an MLS Cup, scoring the goal, um, and then what are you looking forward to for the new stadium next year? And 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 what I mean, Columbus is it, it's it, it's a hot team right now for for more yeah. reasons than even just winning MLS Cup. Yeah. Um... The, the fans have been great. Uh, I was kind of nervous because they were kind of a rival of Red Bull. Right. Like everybody's be, oh, there's always beef with Red Bull. So I was kind of nervous on how that was going to be. But um, no, they accepted me with open arms. And then even when, um, you know, the situation with uh, during the protest, when I got pulled over, a lot of them, you know, uh, uh, hit me up to let me know, like, yeah, that's not what we, how we feel. We're extremely happy to have you here. So that was very comforting for, our, for the off the field um, aspect that, you know they were they were there, but uh, when every single game that we've had fans at, you know they've they've come they've gotten there early. They've sat in the in the cold when it's uh, when it snowed. So um, they've been they've been great, and uh, to be able to to be from going from a team that was almost you know out of the league a couple of years ago to winning the last cup, um, and to do it at at home the last game at Mafray Stadium. Uh, I know that meant a lot to them, so we were just happy to do that. And I'm extremely excited about uh, the new stadium, uh, seeing it. Uh, I live two minutes away from it, so seeing how uh, how the building is gone and, and the infrastructure and how they and the plans they have on it, I feel like it's going to be an amazing stadium, and it's going to do nothing but uh, elevate uh, the the soccer here. That's dope. So you live really close to it. That's a short commute. I'd be excited about that. Um, but there's kind of that's got to be kind of like a weird feeling. Like you just won a championship cup there, and you get to look at this building being built downtown, and you're like, "Yo, I'm gonna play in that as a champ." Like that's got it. That's kind of got to hit you, right? I mean, I wasn't thinking about it that way. Like, 
I, I still smile every time you like, yeah, with the champ. I'm like, dang, I'm a champion now. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, for sure. Like, yeah. It's like God, but, you won, yeah, and now they're, they're building sure. your castle right next door. Yeah, you know? building, yeah building me, building me a new crib down the street. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be scootering down to the game. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> hey, walk. We don't need you falling off that shit. <laughs> walk. <laughs> walk. Take it easy. Put on some. Put on. Put on some. Uh, what are the sketchers or something? Yeah, some good for the foot. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap myself up in bubble. Paper. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. uh go ahead i'm sorry go ahead. i was gonna ask, but you have, some of the other questions just um uh referring to uh uh in columbus like how have you adapted they're just living there obviously this uh with covid is strange and and different and you probably don't get to get the authentic kind of experience uh hopefully that vaccine hits quick and we are good but let's go um, but uh andrew did ask well, what is your favorite pizza spot in columbus i mean this is I feel like we should. Be, this is a cool against. Uh, we should probably discuss it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the spot. I get it off Uber Eats all the time. Um, okay. What is what is your go to meal? Because I mean, you know, Columbus obviously got different food. I got a uh, my go to meal. Uh, I, I've been doing a lot of the cooking myself here. You know, I've been Chef Boy RD. You know, chefing it up for myself. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, probably I've gone to the place Forno. That has makes good chicken parm, so I probably say that's my go to, my go to spot. That was my go to spot before like things started to get crazy out here. But yeah, for the most part, I've been cooking on my own. I'm a king with the with the lamb chops though. Lamb chops, fuego. <laughs> yeah, no one can touch me with the lamb chops. I mean, I mean, at other places eating lamb chops, like they might as well hire me. Yeah, I, can do way better than I this. need to talk to the chef right quick. Put him on. <laughs> <laughs> what season is this? What season is this? That's, yeah. right. that's, how, my, that's how my mom is whenever we go. Get, if we go to a Dominican restaurant, she's just like, what is this? What? Like literally just judging. We, I could have done this at home. Why are we here? You know? exactly, yeah. Y'all could have paid me for this. Like, yeah. My mom does the same thing whenever I get Cuban food or I bring over like a Cuban sandwich. She'll taste it and she'll be like, they must be from the other part of Cuba because this ain't <laughs> this ain't how we do it in Havana, you know. <laughs> My dad just learned how to start making like Haitian rice and stuff, so he'd be FaceTiming me. Yeah, what you know about this? I'm like, I've been to 82, guys. Come on, like, okay, you know how to cook. Congratulations. I bet you don't taste like I bet you don't taste like grandpa's though. He said, "Well, we'll never know exactly because you won't pop out tasting that. You know, he'll say something." <laughs> we need to do a Derek Etienne versus Derek Etienne Junior cook off, just to see. Oh, he don't want that smoke. He don't want that smoke. He don't want that smoke. This, I guess it's good to be like uh, to have to have this competitive uh, relationship with with your own father, right? You know, you you already yeah. have like a a a, a challenge. It, it just makes you a, a stronger mm-hmm. competitor because you've been competing with your blood this entire yeah. your, your entire life basically exactly. yeah uh-huh i think after the game he finally like admitted it to me because we've always talked about like he uh he played in the u.s usl and he won and he won mvp so when i got uh, when i scored in the usl he's like yeah but you didn't win mvp so like he, he's always held that over my over my head then we went to Porter shield and he's like well that's not really a trophy. It's a shield. So, I mean, if you want that, it's fine. Yo, Damn. Just like yeah. All the other Twitter trolls. Like, yeah. Dad, yeah. Is dad in the, but, in the South Ward? <laughs> Hold me hard on you, bro. But then, when I won the cup, I looked over at him. And I was like, yeah, I got a goal and the got MLS cup. You ain't got that. He looked at me. You got it. You now, got next it. thing you got to do is when you get the ring, you got to take a picture of it and change his phone background to that ring without yeah. telling him. <laughs> so when he opens it next, he knows what's good. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Derek. I know you're, you're busy. 
getting over uh, your celebrations. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you took the time out to uh, to talk to us. Absolutely amazing. Um, is there something you want to say to the fans? Uh, a lot of Columbus fans are listening right now, and you just won. This is the first opportunity to hear from you. Uh, so what do you want to say to the fans? First things first, thank you guys for having me back here. Uh, like, cause I know it was, I know it was hard looking at me after you just <laughs> kind of my team out. It's, it's cool. We're still boys. Okay. I'm not going to, okay, I'm not going to hold the grudge. Thank you. Thank you for forgiving but, me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, um, to the Columbus fans, uh, I'm glad we were able to end this crazy, crazy year like this, like LeBron James said, possibly won the hardest championship i'm not saying that's what it is but lebron said it so it must be true okay um <laughs> derek etienne the but... lebron james of soccer yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no 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 i take it delete that delete that no 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 yeah. no, no. I, now i know I what derek meant when he james. said he wishes he was in space jam it should have been him <laughs> <laughs> you know what columbus thank you guys for everything i appreciate you guys Oh, you can follow me on the gram and Twitter only if you have banter, though. If you're going to take like stuff serious, just don't even <laughs> waste your time following me. Oh, but it's D at TN 10, man of the people sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> uh, Derek, dude, we're so, so proud of you. So happy for you, man. This yeah, man. is just uh, great. I mean, look, just uh, in, in one year, you'll be able to o- overcome uh, a lot of obstacles and a lot of challenges. Uh, so happy for you. Uh, hopefully this is not your last MLS Cup and, and more success in the, in the MLS Cup playoffs. So, uh, dude, thank you so much. It's an absolute honor uh, to have you on the show, especially especially right now. Um, uh, everybody, thank you so much uh, for, for tuning in. We have so much more show. We're going to be joined by Meg Linehan of The Athletic. Uh, so come right back after this. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break up with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, huh? Has, Gully Squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, and also I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. This, there's so much uh, communication and. and sharing of food uh what well, you know it's it's you know that, that i don't really dwell in that channel too much no you're not allowed to your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food she goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls she's looking yeah, she's at, like booty pick booty pick booty pick sandwich Sam, what is this <laughs> how dare you, you betray me like this she's messaging me home record <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, you know, essentially the, the, the Cooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, even though we just talked about it. Exactly, but, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join. Uh, you can give, uh, like, five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you give more, there's more perks involved, like, uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can find 
travel. We can be be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that. So uh, plus, you get some really exclusive stuff. Like when we release the uh, the pins, you get a pin for joining. That's right. When we release the pop socket, you got a pop socket for joining. Stuff like that. So there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff. It's not just being a part of the uh, you know Slack channel that may or may not exist. But trust me, that's a dope part of it. Very much so. So uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join Gully Squad button now. Hi, baby. We're back on a Cooligans Living Room FC. And finally, our guest is here. And this is one of my favorite guests to have. Uh, my favorite part, and the audience doesn't get to hear this, but right before uh, we, we say action, she actually tells us the schedule for NWSL. She just won't give it to you <laughs> online. She told us already. It's yeah, okay. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's, that's uh, just, just the relationship we have. That's, yeah. uh, it, it's really the thing uh, we, we tell her. Like, you can't come on the show until you release the schedule to us yeah. directly. Yeah. But we actually, we actually test her. We're like, April 12th. And she's like, it's not my <laughs> This team is playing this team. <laughs> it's a friendly. You know, everything. We just, we're ready. Uh, but honestly, I mean, who do you go to when you want to find out what's happening in women's soccer? Uh, this is the top of the heap. And of course, that's who we get. We only get the my box, the Bugattis of journalists. Okay. And that's exactly what we have here. One of my absolute favorite people in all of soccer as well. You probably know her from all of her writing at the athletic and all of her writing about women's soccer. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, in fact, have some respect and pull over and put your hands together for the one, the only Meg, the sniper, Lena hand. <laughs> What's good. Uh, you know, I mean, I figured I would wear my Rams Jersey because I get to, you know, at least rep a team and and feel like I have a rooting interest, but I figure I might as well bring my pain along <laughs> with me. Yeah, and you are you uh are are you originally from Boston or the New England yeah. area? Yeah, yeah, like North Shore of Boston. So okay. for me, like I mean, I grew up basically going to God, whatever Gillette used to be, you know, Foxborough Stadium, all the different names mm-hmm. that it had. But I mean, I remember going to a U.S. Men's National Team game against Jamaica at that stadium and being stuck in traffic out in the parking lot for, I think four hours trying to get home. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's like its own little city that we it went really to is. is the one we went to. It's wild. I'm like, yeah. man, this parking lot is why it took us like four <laughs> hours to find where the fans were. I was like, where are we going? How many times yeah. did we go around this? Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, it's own little complex. I mean, that's the nice thing about being a supporter in the supporters groups because you get like, the fast access out of the stadium after a game, which is incredible. So it's definitely yes, worth let, it for Let's that. get these hoodlums out of here as fast <laughs> as possible. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time with uh, with the uh, Midnight Marauders. Uh, yeah. Midnight Riders. Uh, Midnight yep. Riders, correct, yeah. correct, sorry. Yep, uh, that was us so, too. All right, so let's begin. Uh, we, we brought you on because there's too much news in soccer, uh, especially women's soccer, that, you know, first, uh, you know, there's, there's a lack of of transparency when it comes to a lot of things going on, especially with the, the Utah Royals. So uh, we, we need an update. I for, forget the, the viewers. Uh, just talk to us, man. Yeah. Because no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us. What is going on? The last uh, we heard, obviously, uh, the Utah Royals were informed that all the players that they were, uh, the team is going to be moving uh, back to Kansas City, right? Because it, it was uh, the team had folded in Kansas City and went uh, and they started one up in Utah. So starting Kansas City, uh, uh, what is the, the sort of the details of that, that move? Uh, who is going to be the ownership group? What is it going to look like to have women's soccer back in Kansas City? 
Yeah. All right. So let's start with the actual transaction part of it, right? So obviously, first of all, on the Utah side, all of this starts with all of this reporting that's been happening around Dole Hansen, right? Both being like the racist comments, the racist behavior, then also this toxic culture that has been happening in Utah on both like the Real Salt Lake, Royals, Monarch side, basically like throughout the entire organization. So there is this kind of, you're going to sell this team. Right. And it's not necessarily implied on the NWSL side, but they are stuck in that same boat of like, okay, well, we can't really have this guy running a team. So what actually happened and was announced uh, on Monday, December 7th, is that NWSL essentially bought the team back from Deloitte Hansen. Right. So those rights go back to the league. And then what happens is they then award an expansion team to a new ownership group in Kansas City that is run uh, by Angie and Chris Long, who are essentially, you know, like investor type people, right? But very much in the Kansas City community. And so you essentially get this transfer of a team, but it is technically two distinct parts of a sale. And this is essentially the reverse of what had happened in 2017. FC Kansas City shutters under that previous owner. Deloitte Hansen comes in and gets an expansion team that then becomes Utah Royal. So we're now just kind of getting the reverse three years later and the return of NWSL in Kansas city. But it's not FC Kansas city. It is not. And I don't think that the the brand is going to be brought back. Right. I mean, they have not decided on a team name, the brand, they still have to announce training and, and the stadium facilities. I'm sure we will get to where they're going to play in a few minutes, but um, you know, I think this is going to basically be NWSL 2.0 in Kansas City, right? Because FC Kansas City had a lot of success on the field, back-to-back championship wins, right? Like when you think of NWSL early years, I mean, I think about FC Kansas City, you have Lauren Holiday, one of, I mean, the greatest women's national team players that we've ever had, right? Like that first part of the league where you really had this true rivalry between Seattle Reign, who kept (laughs) winning everything, and then FC Kansas City, who just like continuously... You know, Vlatko Andonovsky, then head coach, now with the U.S. national team, just really found a lot of success in those two back-to-back championships. But this this is now kind of like fresh start, brand new ownership. The ownership is local. It also involves a few other people, but including Brittany Matthews, who used to be a former professional player, is now in fitness. Um, I mean, we have seen the tweets that refuse to name her and just call her Patrick Mahomes' fiance, which yes. is the the struggle of that. Um, yeah, but really, like I know her as the girl who screams on uh, IG stories when Patrick Mahomes does very well. You know what yeah. I mean? She loses her mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, which is relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it really is, and I've spoken with Angie and and Chris Long. Finally, had an article up at the Athletic and really trying to get a sense of knowing them. And what's really interesting to me is actually that they went to college with Karen Nortman, who is one of the owners of. Angel City, right? Like when you think about Angel City, that really the start of that team is Natalie Portman and Karen Nortman, which is slightly confusing, but the two of them and Karen Nortman, even before Angel City was really officially a go, was having these conversations with the two of them being like, you know, why don't we have a team in Los Angeles? And then Angie Long is being like, well, why don't we have a team in Kansas City? We used to. We're supposed to be Soccer City USA. Why don't we have a team here? Like, how do you, how, how do you, Say that you're Soccer City USA without a Division One professional women's team. So for everyone uh, 
watching and listening. Kansas City is supposed to start playing in 2021. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and they just announced this like yep. a week ago. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got a yeah. lot of time. It's like you 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 forgot your family was coming over for the holidays. You're like, <laughs> just throw green shirts up. I don't know. We have to do something, you know? Right, right. They don't have a name, brand, facilities announced. Like they're they're gonna end up at bone stadium which is the the minor league baseball stadium in town i think there are probably long-term plans to build a more permanent soccer specific something for the team but i think that this is absolutely one of the tightest turnaround times we've ever gotten in the league and also now the nwsl season is longer right so it used to be that you might actually have some time through the winter into early spring season begins mid-april now we've got the draft january 13th We've got preseason February 1st. Challenge Cup is back, but before the start of the regular season. So that's mid-April. And then you've got the regular season in mid-May. And they, they've got to build everything. And, and yeah. granted, this work has already been in the works, right? Like, it's not like someone just handed them a team on December 7th and said, okay, Godspeed. Like, good luck. <laughs> they have been working on, like, they came in already having hired a head coach, right? Who I'm sure is already prepping for the draft and has a sense of it and, and work very close, closely with Vlatko Andonovsky is very much like a local legend in Kansas city soccer, right? Like they're well positioned there, but in terms of selling season tickets, getting people in the door, building that game day experience, like there is so much work. And so as I keep saying, like, I don't really envy what must be their to-do list between now and mid April, but they're, yeah, I mean, they don't have gonna, a choice at that, this point. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the next couple months are just going to be people being like, oh, there's a women's team back. Yeah. What's that? Like, it's just people kind of just uh, startled that that NWSL is back. Uh, but it, it's fascinating to know. And obviously, we're, I'm, I'm hoping it's successful and it works out and, and exciting to see the Utah Royals are good. Uh, so hopefully yeah. we'll see that back in Kansas City. Uh, before, I want to talk about the U.S. Women's National Team uh, and their recent uh, settlement. But I, I want to ask very quickly, we were just talking about Kansas City. What is the the concern or issue or discussion when it comes to sporting Kansas City allowing a women's team to use uh, uh, Children's Mercy Park? It seems like this is a, a non conversation and there's nothing that can be done or said uh but it seems like it's it's just so perfect that why wouldn't you do it it seems like you know those kids who you like having an argument with and they just turn around you know I mean? <laughs> it seems like that's what they're doing it's like yo come on this is perfect why aren't you paying attention yeah i mean i think it is really interesting i mean kansas city back when this whole thing first really started coming to light provided a statement to the athletic and they were like hey we're dedicated to women's soccer but really like we've got to focus on our own things which fine but you know fundamentally it is a stadium we have seen other stadiums balance three teams at once it does not seem impossible i do think that there is maybe a little something to to 2021 as a season being just as complicated in terms of the actual scheduling like you know like you're gonna have to have dates left open probably still to allow for postponements of games you know like so I think there might be some of that I do also think like there has been history between Sporting Kansas City the NWSL and there's also just kind of you know whenever you're talking about the NWSL as an entity and and asking for things from MLS or, or other kind of governing bodies U.S. soccer is also involved in a lot of this so 
I think that there is some stuff going back to 2017 when NWSL kind of reached out to Sporting Casey and was like, hey, would you like to save this team? Wouldn't that be convenient for everyone? And then that did not go well. Um, I think there's some stuff even going back further. Um, but I, I do think that there might still be wiggle room, honestly. Like, I think that if there is some public pressure and it it catches some steam, I think there might be some wiggle room, at least to get some games there. Maybe not every single game, but I think we have seen Sporting KC share the stadium at least for a few games a season with FC Kansas City. That, to me, does not feel like it should be completely like impossible, right? Like there, yeah. there's got to be room for compromise. Maybe it's not your home stadium, but you could put a few games there and get like a real test of what the the potential potential for a crowd at CMP is. But at the same time, like again with this tight turnaround time, I think you have to focus on what you can actually control. And if if that's going to be a huge fight, I think that there are better things for this brand new team to spend their time and energy on. And maybe honestly, like maybe they get to look like the good guys if there's this giant social media campaign out here against Sporting KC to let a women's team use their stadium and then they can be like, hey, like we just want to work together, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, like I think that there's a couple different paths this can go, but I would like to think that there is at least room for a compromise that we could see, you know, a handful of games, the way that Sky Blue tested out Red Bull Arena before yeah. they actually moved in there. Like that's right. kind of what I'm hoping for. At the, at the moment, at least. Okay. It also seems like, you know, it, it's going to look bad if you don't release a statement. Yeah, you know? like, Say something, it is, you know? <laughs> I mean, and like, yes, they did release the statement in that, that first story that we did. But, I mean, optically, it just seems really weird. And also, like, the thing that I can't get over is, again, you've got the concept of Soccer City USA for Kansas City. That is a title that they desperately want. And I personally don't think you get to say that you are Soccer City USA without fully embracing your women's professional team. But even that aside, to consistently get this message of we were given the chance to help women's professional soccer and we have consistently passed on it is not a great look. But it's also just like you could get like an easy win here. Like mm -hmm. you can look like you're doing the right thing. Why not do okay. it? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. for marketing, it's a smart move yeah. to be like, look, look gonna, maybe we can't, but a couple games. We're using, you know, the, the uh, you know, like mom guilt tactic. Yeah. Uh, whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah. we'll do because <laughs> there's no reason why. I mean, we see Sporting Kansas City games. We see the, the you know, the blue hell and the and and the, the level of support and energy for, from Sporting Kansas City fans. Why, it, it just seems crazy to just not have it. It just seems like it will just yeah. work out to, uh, too well. I just also would really like to think that Sporting KC is not threatened by a women's professional team because yeah, fundamentally, yeah. I think we have seen that when you have a men's and women's professional team in the same city, like, you know, and Portland is always going to be Portland and its own special thing. But, you know, there are ways to actually grow the game together and work together and also support each other. And right at the moment, like, I think it makes it really hard for you not to look at what the team is doing and going like, are you threatened? Like, do you not want to give up your hold on the city yeah. and you think that a woman's professional team would draw people away from yours? Whereas instead, there's probably a lot more room for growth, especially ahead of, you know, uh, Kansas City is looking to be a 2026 host city. Right. Why would you not want to work together to both make sure that you are a host city, but that you are growing the game at all levels on both 
the men's and women's side together. And and yeah. the message from the new Kansas City NWSL team is we want to collaborate. We want to collaborate. And then you also have this message from the other side of that that is just kind of like this strange silence minus a tweet of like, welcome to town. Yeah. <laughs> they treat it like uh you know those uh collab the those uh D- instagram dms from people you get like yo want to collab like yeah. on what like, no, you make a t-shirt like, no no collab <laughs> do you want to collab on a collab I what, also you love, mean, what is that i love <laughs> meg meg's energy is like the nicest bronx energy of all time you said like what are you scared and oh you have a bid for 2026 would be a real shame if something were to happen to that <laughs> it's like the sweetest threat of all time i love Love it. <laughs> uh, so the uh, all the other thing, the U.S. Women's National Team. They obviously they recently settled with uh, the U.S. Uh, Soccer uh, Federation um, when it came to uh, uh, you know e- uh, equal uh, uh, um, the, working the, uh, conditions, working conditions, right? Yeah. Yeah, Logistics, yes. Uh, yes. yes. Money, yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this apparently, you know, we, we knew the we had the update from uh, you know it was struck down as far as the equal pay dispute uh but the plan was to appeal that and you know cindy parlo uh cone has been uh, at at least from her statement uh, offered a little bit of um maybe transparency or at least like to me finally some uh like humanity to u.s soccer a warmness yeah just saying like hey we can't give you, you know, $70 million in back pay because that would bankrupt the Federation. Um, but what is, uh, what, what are the kind of the details of that settlement? Are the players happy with it? Uh, and what's like the future of uh, that relationship with USSF? Yeah, I mean, I think the really interesting thing about that settlement coming through is that it was really the first time both sides have like been happy, right? Like usually when you're covering that and you're like talking to both sides, like there's this kind of like tenseness and instead you know, both times I was talking to, to us soccer and to the players reps, like everyone was like, no, this is good. Right. And I think fundamentally it was probably honestly better for us soccer that day. And I also think us soccer and especially Cindy Parlo Cone really like, honestly, that's the first time they've ever won an optics battle, honestly, with the players, like first time you actually walk out, they got their quotes out there. Cindy Parlo Cone honestly is not saying anything super different than former president Carlos Cordero. I mean, his his preferred method of communication was like those terrible open letters, right? But like fundamentally it's the same message of, hey, we can't make up the the prize money bonus. But listen, if we figure this out and we compromise, then we get to work together. But the main difference with Cindy Parlocone is that she's a former player. She has also fought against her own federation. She's lived through it. And again, you're you're exactly right. Like there is a humanity here that we have not seen. And I mean, even on that call that she had with media, she was just like, this is a good day. And I hope people see that this is a new U.S. soccer. So like that's really one of the first good positive signs, I think, that we have seen in a long time. As to like the actual like uh, nitty gritty of the the agreement, it was really just, again, settling like the tail end of this lawsuit that had actually been allowed to proceed to trial about working conditions, the travel stuff, support staff, venue selection, and U.S. soccer agreed to essentially make it equal for the men's and women's national team for the next three years. It's going to be worked into the CBA. All the players have to agree to it. Like this is not technically across the line. The judge has to approve it. It's a proposed settlement instead of like an actual like, hey, we're done here. Great. 
but the it players just, it are felt happy. good though it felt good to yeah. see the statement you were like oh we don't have to make an excuse here <laughs> <laughs> right. right and also like i mean the players are now one step closer to appeal so right. they're happy on that front i still think that you know and based on the conversations i've had i, I talked with alex morgan for a different story but i brought up the settlement and she was like it's a good sign it's not where we want it to be but it is a good sign like we need to see more from the federation but on the other hand you have the federation being like please tell us a time we will talk to you we will talk to you we will talk to you and i guess really the question still is can you get that that bridge to actually meet in the middle on a compromise where it comes to the equal pay stuff can you actually you know if cindy parlo cone is to be believed right which i think she is she does really want to turn that attention to a, a global focus, which maybe they did not believe from U.S. soccer before, because again, you're putting it in this historical context of like, hey, go play that game, be grateful for what we give you. And now right. you might actually believe a former player who's like, we could fight this fight together. Yeah. There is a, a possibility that maybe at least you're at least you're getting closer to that to that end, yeah. which is great. We got they, more they with start like, when we get back. You know, here and now they're like here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's at least that first step towards. Hey, we can something. start to see the whites of each other's eyes. Which yeah. that, we're getting closer. All right, thank you so much to Meg Linehan of the Athletic. Make sure you check out her work on uh, on the Athletic. Follow her on Twitter at it's Meg Linehan. Uh, just uh, becoming the the pillar. You know, like those those, those pillars that are pe- appearing all over the world. That is what Meg Linehan is. <laughs> She's a, to, a monolith to, <laughs> that we're all scared to, of. Is that what you're saying? Soccer. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Meg, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, it's just you know the the general stuff at the Athletic, the podcast, uh, full time with Meg Linehan, the digital show, the fixture with ICC. So. You know, all the usual spots. If if you don't want to ask me when the schedule is coming out, I would appreciate it. <laughs> and join her Patreon for the schedule. I think just make the money, Meg. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so thank you again, Meg. Uh, make sure you follow at Fubo Sports uh, as well. Uh, follow at Soccer Cooligans uh, on all social media channels. And make sure to subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Hit subscribe there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, Meg. The Cooligans! <laughs> and at this, you are uh, quite, quite familiar. Uh, so for Meg Linehan, my name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The Cooligans!